Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. <laughs> Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If you're listening to this, you definitely, or most probably, have social media in some form. But honestly, we all use it quite a bit and really don't know how to use it. But I believe we're on, we're in a time where more and more people are wanting to learn how to use it the right way for their business and personally. Today's guest on Dr. D's Social Network is Katie Brinkley. And Katie started out in radio sports journalism and then moved into helping promote bands through MySpace. You guys remember MySpace? I do. Maybe some of you don't. It's fairly long time ago, but she ventured into the world of social media and never looked back, and she helps businesses and entrepreneurs find success in the digital world. So before we jump into the conversation with Katie, how about a little punk music to get us revved up for? Let's go. You know top what I eight. mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the top eight very well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who might listen to this go, what's MySpace? <laughs> you know? Yeah. it's it's. Remember, that that was one of the, the forefronts of the social networks. I, but back when I started getting into social media and, and social networking, um, my, MySpace was my, was my jam because Facebook 
uh, again, I don't know if people remember this, but Facebook only used to be for people at uh, colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I totally it, remember that. Yeah, and it was it was interesting too because I I went to uh, a smaller school. I played softball in college, and um, so it was a Division two school in Durango. And we still had like the .edu email address, but for some reason, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he he didn't recognize my my little Division II college as a legit university, so I couldn't be on Facebook. So I went all in on MySpace. That's amazing. I, I remember having it just listening to music on there, and uh, who would have known that that was kind of the beginning and the pl- the stepping stone to what we currently have today. So tell me your your motivation for getting into like the you know the social media space and marketing that whole deal. Yeah, so when I was back in college, I was a music director, news director and sports director at the radio station. I I wanted to be a sports reporter for radio. And so I went all in, um tried to do as much as I could at that college radio station and as a music director, for a college radio station, you have to get, have all of the music just sent to you, given to you, because there's no way that you can pay royalty fees or anything. So a lot of people were still picking up the phone, sending out, you know, handwritten letters, uh, trying to email people to, to get them to send uh, labels to get them to send them music. And again, this was during the kind of the dawn of social media. And so I was like, well, I wonder if I just kind of reach out to people via MySpace if they would be willing to send us their music. And again, I don't know if you remember this, but MySpace really started out as a spot for bands and musicians to uh, yeah. launch their music careers. And so it, it actually worked out great because a lot of smaller bands at the time, um, Fall Out Boy, Yellow Card, those were some of the small, I was really into punk music, but um, <laughs> that those were some of the <laughs> bands that had not really taken off yet. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll send you some, we'll send you some music, and sure, we'll send you some autographed, you know, T-shirts or whatever. So I was getting all this stuff sent into the station uh, for free, and kind of getting to know some of these these musicians in these bands before they really took off uh, on the mainstream radio. Oh, that's really awesome. So, did that give you some ideas at that point, like where you wanted to head with all this? Yeah, it definitely, it showed me the the power of social media, how you're able to connect instantly with someone on the other side of the computer screen. Again, you know, even with emails, you're still kind of stuck there waiting for a response until until they get, get to you. You know, people were getting get hundreds of emails a day. How's, how am I going to be able to stand out from the crowd and get in touch with them and, and get my question answered quickly? And Social media was was the way to do that, and I definitely saw the power of social media early on, and really, I, I I fell in love with it because not not just from a personal level, but because from a business standpoint, I saw how you can connect with people anywhere in the world in an instant and develop a relationship with them without ever really even meeting them. And um, again, like I said, MySpace was where I kind of. Uh, saw the power of social media. And then once Facebook opened up to everybody, uh, I moved into that realm. Twitter, I spent some time on, and then Instagram came along. And there's always, 
all these new social media channels that keep kind of popping up every few years. Last year, you know, we saw the explosion of TikTok. And this year, it's it's kind of Clubhouse. That's the new social media net channel to to kind of keep an eye on. But there's always new ones. And they all offer so many different ways of connecting with exactly who you want to be in contact with. So how do you how do you navigate kind of the pitfalls of social media and the maybe the current discussions related to the downside of it? Well, it it is one of those things where there is there is downside um, because it is all about the likes for for a lot of people on the personal level. Like, oh, I I got you know four hundred likes on that picture of you and me. You know, so it's it's frustrating to see the ugly head that um, social media can can present. But I do think that it's just such a powerful tool for for businesses and brands. And if you use it the right way, it really um, doesn't have a ton of downside. It allows you to hear exactly what your clients and customers think and feel about your product. If you have bad customer service or, or something went wrong at, at one of your restaurants, you can instantly talk to that person and rectify it instead of having that person walk around angry for the next three years, telling all their friends about how they had a terrible experience at your restaurant. You can say, hey, that's not typical. Come on in for a free meal on us. You can in- instantly rectify a situation. So I think that there's there's so many great ways that you can utilize social media. Um, but like you said, there's, there are some some downsides with, uh, with it from, you know, a personal side of social media. There's definitely some some downsides to it. So you mentioned, uh, you know, the phrase "the right way." Can you explain a little bit more what um, that means? Using it the right way. Yeah, I mean, using social media the right way. That's that's so important for businesses and and brands out there. And I think that what I try to tell a lot of my coaching clients is. Don't be the annoying guy in the room that all they do is talk about themselves the whole time and try to sell it you, sell to you. I mean, this the, that's the guy that you want to avoid at the party. Don't be that guy. Um, <laughs> go there and engage in a conversation. Listen to what your audience is telling you. Uh, be social on social media. And I think that that's something that gets lost uh, pretty often, especially with businesses because they, you know, they want consumers to buy their product. But at the same time, after they've bought your product, how are you going to keep them in your loop? How are you going to keep them in your in your sphere so that you can sell to them again when they're ready to buy again? Why, why do they want to continue to follow? As a home builder, let's say, if they've bought a house from you, why are they going to want to continue to follow your page on social media? How can you provide value and be social with them um, and kind of provide create this little community around your social media account with your audience. Yeah, that makes sense. What are some, I want to look at both sides of it. So uh, first, so what are some of the common mistakes that you see or just, you know, maybe not utilizing it the right way that people do with social media? I, I think that one of the most common mistakes I see is, is people not being social on social media, like I was just saying. Um, I also think that a lot of businesses try to be on all the social media channels. Um, and ah. I, think, I think that they, I'm going to be, you know, okay, well, I need to be on, I'm going to be on social media. So I need to be on LinkedIn, YouTube, t- Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, like I just named off five very quickly there. I mean, 
if yeah. you're trying to be on all the social media channels, you're not going to be successful on them because it's it's too much. I mean, like that that is a full time and a half job. If you're trying <laughs> to be if you're trying to be on every single social media channel known to mankind, then how are you going to have time to actually run your business? Um, there's a lot of social media channels out there, and there's a certain demographic um, and a certain audience that is on each channel. I like to try and teach people to create content specific for each channel. So if you have uh, women uh, 25 to 35 on Instagram and then on uh, Facebook, it's it's mostly uh, men ages 40 to 60, you can't share the exact same post to each audience. How you can share the same piece of content. So let's say it's a blog that you've written. How are you going to craft that blog to resonate with your audience on Instagram differently than your audience on Facebook? Give people a reason to follow you on each social media channel, but speak directly to your audience that's on each social media channel. And if you do that, you don't need to be on every single social media channel known to mankind. And like I just said, I mean, there's there's new social media networks that come out, I feel, every year. And some make it, some don't. And if you're constantly trying to keep up with all of that, then other stuff's going to get falling, falling through the cracks. So focus on where your audience is and go all in on those social media channels. I think you just gave a lot of people permission to be, have, be less stressed out in their yes. lives. Yes, exactly. You know, because I think the assumption is, I mean, I can only talk about my circle of, you know, connections and people I talk to, but I think the assumption is uh, that you have to be on all these things. And I have railed against that for a very long time and saying the exact same thing you can. And I think we all kind of intuitively know that, like, how can you be good at like 10 things at the same time? You know, it's, it's very, when you spread yourself thin, it's difficult to be effective. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, it is, I mean, there's a reason that I have a job. I mean, if you want to do social media the right way, um, it doesn't need to be a full-time job, but if you are on all those channels, it's going to be. And I mean, the whole reason that you've decided to create your business or, or have, have the business that you do is so that you're not spending all day on social media. Um, unless you're someone like me, that, <laughs> that, that is your job. But I mean, that it's it's a full-time job to be successful on social media. And let's just say that Instagram is, your, is where your audience is. If you want to be successful on Instagram, there's five different ways that you can post on Instagram. There's the grid, there's Instagram stories, there's IGTV, there's Instagram Live, and now there's Reels. And that's five different ways that you can push your message out to your exact audience that you want to talk to um, just on Instagram. So if you're if you're trying to be on all these social media channels, um, you're not going to be successful because you're not utilizing all the different ways that the channel has ways for you to reach your audience. So, you know, when you're describing all the different social media outlets, can you give a kind of a general idea? Maybe you don't have to get too specific of maybe what are the best businesses or where audiences, let's say you're talking about home builders and things of that nature. What are some ideas of places or what is the, what is the focus for each of these platforms? So let's say, let's start with Twitter. Who is that good for, would you say? Twitter, I think, is more for the personal brands. It's, it, Twitter has become kind of a news aggregate 
it's a way to get uh, a short PR, like press statement out there quickly. Breaking news can go out there quickly. Uh, I think that is a great way for you to, if you want to just kind of promote yourself or to share news with people, it's great. I mean, for a home builder, I wouldn't recommend going down on Twitter. Um, I think that, you know, it's, we've seen a lot of athletes and um, podcasts and uh, news outlets find a lot of success on Twitter. And it, I mean, like, so I use Twitter on a personal level, but honestly, if you go check out my Twitter account, all I'm doing is talking about you know, sports or, you know, like the football game or the, or the avalanche. I'm not talking about social media at all because that's not where my audience is. And so you have to go to, like I said before, where your audience is. But I think that if you're kind of trying to be someone like a, a reporter or, or a podcaster or um, sharing new, breaking news, that's a great outlet for, for Twitter. Interesting. And how do you see Instagram? Instagram is visual. I mean, if obviously, if you're like a photographer, that you need to be on Instagram. Um, mm. But again, like realtors, home builders, contractors, where you can show before and after type of photos, you can pop in and, and do a uh, Instagram live where you can bring in a special guest and like, doesn't matter where they are, you both can pop on the, the Instagram live together. I think that it's Instagram, it will fit just about just about every single kind of uh, business out there. I mean, like if you're a, a tech firm or a tech builder um, and your audience is more B2B, Instagram is, is, is not probably going to be where you're going to find a lot of success. But you have to think too, like Instagram is great because it gives the, uh, your audience a look into your business's world. It gives you can share behind the scene looks. You can share videos very easily. You can pop on to stories, and if again, if you're a realtor, and say, like, "Hey, I'm just outside of one two three Main Street. Uh, we're getting ready to do our open house. Make sure to stop by and and say hi, and then have a link from your your profile from your grid uh, from your feed into your stories it has more details on the on the listing or whatever. So I mean, like, there's so many options with Instagram. And you're, it's really easy to kind of figure out who your audience is on Instagram because Facebook owns it. You can gain a lot of insights um, when you are set up as a business or a creator account. Fantastic. And, you know, I hear a lot about Facebook. What is, what's the current state of Facebook and how people are using it effectively? Groups. Groups, groups, groups. If you are not on Facebook and in some capacity and in a group form, you are missing out. Facebook groups is is the highest spot on the Facebook algorithm. And I business pages, unfortunately, I mean, let's be real, they're they're at the very bottom. And it's because Facebook knows that as a business, if you want to get your your message out there, that you are willing to pay for it. And so, um, unfortunately, let's say you have a, a thousand followers on on your Facebook business page. Organically, your post is only going to be shown to between one and three percent of your audience organically, without any. So if Let's say it's only going to be shown to around 30 people and none of those 30 people click like or click see more or click on the image or click on the website. If, if no one engages with it at all, that's only going to hit around 30 people. 
But if some of them start engaging, you know, Facebook will continue pushing out your your message. It's just really, it is really discouraging. And I'm not telling people to not have a Facebook page because Facebook is still, you know, the largest social media network out there. But having, uh, trying to find relevant groups to join as your business um, where you can go in and provide value to other community members is the is a great tool and a great asset. Um, I'm not saying join a group as your business page and go in and sell to that group. That's that's against uh, just about every group's mm-hmm. policy. But if you can go in and, and provide value and uh, conversate, create engaging conversation, that's ha- going to be a great tool for you. And let's hit LinkedIn here on the last one before I have a different question here. What do you see the role in that? I mean, is that obvious or how do you see it? LinkedIn, I mean, it's it's right now. I mean, as in twenty twenty, we've we've seen so much uh, online business uh, businesses shift to having to do work online, and it LinkedIn has been a huge factor and, and key contributor in, in finding success uh, if, as a business online. It's great because you can connect with other people um, and share your story and learn and learn about who's going to be a qualified lead. People are on LinkedIn and they're ready to talk business. So again, like I I don't say to just go on to LinkedIn and try to sell. How can you provide, again, I'm saying it again, value to your audience on LinkedIn, sharing Maybe you have, I'm going to go on the home builder route again. So let's say as a home builder, you do have a new community that you're promoting. So you could talk about that. Say like, hey, new community in Sacramento is is coming soon. But then from there, you can share relevant articles that are related to the home builder community, related to the Sacramento housing market. I mean, like, and this is where you can share a bunch of content showing yourself as a thought leader. It doesn't need to be all straight from you and your business's page. It, LinkedIn is a great spot to share other people's art, other people's articles and other people's thoughts um, just to say like, yeah, look, we're, we're a home builder, but we are we're not the only home builder out there. Like we're listening to the industry trends, some mortgage reports, and we want to share it all with you because we think it would provide you value. Um, And again, like uh, if you are a salesman or or, or a realtor, LinkedIn is a great tool to to make some of those connections. But I always try to tell people you can have really engaging conversations in the direct message uh, of LinkedIn, but don't just pop into someone's direct message and expect to to make a sale. You have to warm someone up and, uh, you know, oh, actually man. create some sort of relationship. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is when I connect to someone and they say, hey, would you like to buy XYZ? And I'm like, look, I, oh. I still don't know you. Even though I connected with you on LinkedIn, I still don't know you. So um, it's, it's just like a real networking event. You got to go up, talk to someone, tell them what you do, listen to what they do, see how you guys can help each other. I mean, like it's, it's just all online. Oh my gosh, you hit you hit a, a a chord with me. I've been on LinkedIn for like thirteen years, like really long time, <laughs> and like really early because I was like, "This is my thing. This I really like this. Like this is what I'm going to focus on." And even to this day, I still get people who just bombard me with sales like immediately, and I'm always like, "Why are you doing this? Like I don't know you, you know." 
Yeah, exactly. And it's so frustrating. I'm, I'm right there with oh. you. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you got to still, I mean, like if you have like a canned message that you send out to your connections when you first connect, yeah. that's fine. But I mean, have the canned message be something pretty personal. Like, so uh, like for mine, I, I would have, Hey, you know, I see that you you also live in Denver. If it's a person in Denver that I'm trying to connect with, yep. I see you also live in Denver. Are you a native or have you moved here recently? I mean, it's, it's a canned message, but at the same time, every person that gets it, I'm starting a conversation with, I'm not just immediately going in and being like, hi, I'm a social media strategist. You want me to do your social media? You know, I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's sounds terrible. Um, so this way you can get to know people and, uh, again, you might not even, you might not even realize after talking to them that they're uh, your ideal client or customer. Um, but maybe you might want to hire them for something that you need help with. So, uh, again, be be real and authentic and don't just go into someone's DMs and try to sell to them. I feel like that happens all the time, though. Like we're talking yeah. about it and it's just like constant. And I feel like it's very rare to get somebody who actually just has a conversation or the buttering up is so obvious. It's like, it's so obvious, you know, it's like, okay, I know what you're doing to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's one of my pet peeves that, but it's, you see it time and time again. And I just got to tell people, you know, you can make sales on, on, uh, LinkedIn, but not just straight through the DM with someone that you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that kind of goes to the point of like being more social on social media. Any other yep. tips? You you put some great things out there just saying about, you know, canned messages, but more personal. What are some other strategies to be more social on social media? Yeah, I think that, go, like, so for Instagram, it's it's one thing to just post, um, but you can't just post and ghost and expect you expect your social media account to grow and expect clients and customers to be banging down your door to buy your product. You can't. That's not how it works. Um, again, I said you have to be social on these platforms. And Instagram is one where if you are social on it, they will boost your posts higher in their algorithm. So after you post something, plan on spending a dedicated 10 minutes to liking, commenting, saving, engaging with your audience and with people that you think resonate with your brand. So through your hashtags that you've used in your recent post, go into those really fine uh, and narrow niche hashtags so that only maybe a couple people here and there uh, might be searching for, but those are the people that are your ideal client and customer. Go into those hashtags and start engaging with the posts that you find in there. You might again, get a, get a new followers. That person might want to slide into your DMs and start a conversation with you. Being social on these platforms is is a two-way street. And if you, if you want to have authentic followers and really grow your business the right way, you're going to be social on the platforms. And that requires you to actually stick around for the conversation, ask questions, engage with other people's posts, and it, it like their posts. I think that that's something that a lot of businesses don't do. Um, and I understand where it can get overwhelming to be like, oh gosh, I got to post on social media again. Uh, here's a picture of my dog. All right. I posted something and it's like, okay, well, how does that resonate with your restaurant brand? Okay. I, does it, do you have something in the captions about like, you know, this, 
French onion soup is, you know, my meal of choice on a cold day. And when I'm sitting here with my dog, Fifi, you know, like, how can you make the caption resonate with the rest of what you posted? And the way to do that, if you want to have a picture of your dog, is great, but you have to make it resonate with the caption. Um, and you can have a lot less stress to your to your posting strategy when you have that, exactly that, a strategy. Sit down, figure out five different types of topics that you're going to consistently post about on a monthly basis. And from there, you can be like, okay, well, my audience is online on this time, on this day on Facebook, and at this time, on this time on Instagram. I'm going to send out my posts when my audience is online and most engaged. And these are the posts I'm going to do. And, and you can do all that with a content calendar. I think that that's a huge uh, tool to, to utilize to take away some of the stress of uh, social media and social media strategies. So um, content calendar, be social on social media, engage with other people, don't post and ghost. Those are all ways that you're going to be able to find success on on social media and um, not feel like you're just kind of spinning the wheels. Do you feel that part of maybe some of the frustration too is maybe people have a hard time understanding the industry that they're ac- actually in and how, to u- how that industry goes towards certain social media platforms. I think that sometimes is like you're a restaurant or a home builder or you're in fitness, whatever. I think sometimes people don't understand their actual industry that they're in and how that relates to social media. Yeah, I think that too, it's so important to identify who you're, who you're talking to. Figure out who your ideal client is and talk directly to them. Don't try and just talk to everyone. Don't try and be like, oh, well, I, I sell I, I sell social media services to anyone that wants social media. No, I mean, I specialize in the home industry. People that want to have their social media done for them, they come to me. I, I specialize in your industry. I specialize in coaching entrepreneurs and small businesses. So, I mean, like, I know exactly who in my messaging I'm talking to for each post. So, like, if I want to try and get some more coaching clients, I'm going to craft my post around... Uh, people that in the small business and entrepreneur industry. If I want to get another home uh, done for you social media client, I'm going to craft my message speaking to that home industry expert. So it's know who you're talking to. And and if you don't have an ideal client, um, sit down and and take the time to figure out who it is. Is there ever a a time where it's not about getting clients or producing revenue, like another use for social media that is not based off of producing leads? Yeah, I think that, the, I mean, I, I do, uh, on my social media, I give away tons of free information. Um, and it's it's just because I think that it's a great way to, one, show myself as an industry leader, but two, a lot of times people will come knocking on my door later and say like, oh my gosh, you have the greatest blogs. And they're, they're not my ideal client, but I've helped them um, re- redo how they think about their social media strategy. Um, and I think that what I always try to tell people and what I try to follow is behind every post, how are you helping and providing value for, for your audience? And it doesn't matter if your audience is 10 people or 10,000 people, how are you providing value to them so that every time that you show up in the feed, they're excited to see you're there? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, what do you think the 
the future is of all this. You mentioned how there's new social media sites or platforms popping up every year. What's the long game in your opinion about this? I think that social media is here to stay. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see it go away anytime soon. I mean, it's definitely becoming more regulated um, for good reason. And I think that it's it, transparency is is important behind, especially businesses um, on social media. But there is always a new social media platform popping up. I mean, last year we saw the explosion of TikTok. And like I said before, too, Clubhouse kind of seems to be the new social media uh, channel that's going to be kind of getting bigger in, in 2021. And I think that there's going to be all these different social media channels for different audiences. And um, again, that comes back to like some, some of my businesses uh, have said to me like, well, should I, should my business be on TikTok? And it's like, well, who, who's your audience? Okay. So no. Um, and, and that's where you have knowing who your audience is, what your demographics are, and then going to specifically to those channels is so important because again, there are always new social media channels coming, popping up and, um, things are changing. I don't think that to completely ignore them and be like, oh, well, TikTok's not for me. But if you are uh, like a, I don't know, a cool sock uh, company, TikTok might be great for you because younger teens and 20-somethings probably would really like to have some really cool socks. How can you make cool socks interesting through video? So I think that knowing where your audience is and not, uh, and kind of keeping up with what platforms do pop up is really important. Um, and going from there and just kind of going all in on the ones that make sense for your, for your audience and for your demographic. You know, I'm looking up this clubhouse you mentioned, I'm like, I've never heard of this. And it sounds (laughs) like a live audio app, like a never ending conference call type of thing. Explain a little bit more about this. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So it's, it, that's what it is. Basically, it's basically kind of, um, a zoom call. So it's all audio, all voice, no video. Um, and you can have a room and invite contributors to join the conversation and you just have a conversation and then people can come into the room and listen to it. And, uh, again, if you want to open up the floor for other people to chime in and, and talk about uh, what what it is that you're talking about. You can let other people that have just joined um, share their story. But it's kind of like a, a Zoom call slash chat room slash live podcast uh, sort of thing. And it, once the the room ends, once that conversation ends, it's gone forever. It's, it's not saved anywhere. It's not recorded anywhere. Uh, but that's where it's showing up regularly and, and having valuable conversations, uh, is really, really kind of taken off and, um, doing it on a regular basis. It will help you grow a following of people that just want to hear you talk and hear what you have to say. So it's, it's kind of like a podcast on steroids, I think. <laughs> hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, well, this is a different idea. Uh, yeah. I kind of like that. There's no messaging aspect of it. And, uh, was it's not a feed, is there? Is that I can't remember what it was saying. Nope, like. it is free, but right now it's still in the beta mode, so it's by invite only. Um, so you have to know someone in the clubhouse to to mm. join. But it's it's growing every day because uh, if, if 
from that person joining them, they can invite another person and then that person can invite someone. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely growing every day, but um, it's, it's really interesting. Like I said, it, it's kind of like a podcast on steroids. It, it allows you the opportunity to hear some really great conversations, um, some well-known names, um, and you can pop right in and talk with them or you can just sit back and listen. That's pretty cool. Actually, that's a different idea. I'm so over a lot of the other stuff. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. No. <laughs> I'm looking for I different ways, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just interested. I wonder like in the future, it'd be like VR based social media and stuff like that. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I could see there being endless possibilities as technology continues to leap forward in what seems like a daily quantum leap, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, like when I got started back in the MySpace days, being a social media, anything didn't exist. I mean, my job didn't exist. I couldn't say when I was a little girl, like, oh, I want to grow up and be a social media strategist. I mean, it was it was something that didn't even exist. And now people can go to school and go to college and get an education completely to learn how to do social media the, the best way. That's crazy. I mean, it's interesting, the unintended jobs that come out of these things, which I think sometimes we don't understand that with new technology, some things go away, but some things get created because of that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, sometimes there's a lot of controversy around that. And social media is interesting because, you know, you talked about the regulation. Where do you see that becoming a larger factor in the future? Like how far... How deep will that regulation go in your mind? Man, I mean, I never thought it would get to the point it is now. But, I mean, Facebook's really cracking down on on all aspects of their social media of and, and their regulations. I mean, I because I'm an adverti- advertiser for multiple companies, I had to upload a government ID, a photo, you know, a photocopy of my driver's license to them. I had to upload my you know, business location, my tax ID, like all this stuff to prove that I'm a legitimate person living where I do. Um, and there's a lot of policies you have to make sure that you've, so there's a lot of regulations already happening. I think it's, I do think it's for, that it's overall for the greater good. Um, we, the last thing we need is to have a company pretending to be a local vendor when really they're selling you their item out of China and it takes, you know, eight weeks to get here. And it's kind of like, well, I thought I was just getting it from a local vendor just down the street, you know? So I do think that it's really important to have these regulations in place. Um, I think that it's going to be that way for all the social media channels um, at some point. It's just, it's just the way to include transparency. And while again, up front, it's a lot of, paperwork and stuff that you have to submit, I do think that it's, it's important to have. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, hasn't there been so many different uh, scams and different things that nature? I mean, I was watching a documentary or a series, I think it was through the New York Times on, um, on Hulu. And it was about how like, on Facebook, there's this guy, this Marine, who he wasn't aware that there was like hundreds of accounts with his picture as the profile picture on it. Mm-hmm. And people were using his identity to connect with other people, form romantic relationships, with other people. And like they showed it to him and he was like, I had no clue. 
these existed? I think that anybody that has a personal profile on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, make it private. Um, make it so that you have to actually connect with these people because that is a very real thing that can happen um, very, very easily. And the other tip I can give you is to install two-factor authentication on every single social media app that you have. Uh, I've seen it, especially if you're a business, if you're a business page on Instagram, um, I've seen it way too many times where uh, somebody has built up a following and then someone pretending to be Instagram will say, Hey, do you want to get the the blue verified check mark? You know, uh, here, just submit this, you know, submit this to us. They do that. And then all of a sudden their account's gone forever. And all the followers that they had, all those engagements, uh, everything is gone and they have to start at square one again. And so I think that um, having to that factor authentication for your personal pages, for your business pages is so important. And making sure that you have everything on your Facebook profile, especially set to friends only um, so that only your friends can see your, your pictures. The cover photo is one of the only things that you cannot set to private, like to, to just your friends. Your current cover photo will be public. So make sure that your cover photo is something that you don't care if it gets stolen or if it gets taken or if it's um, replicated. Uh, so that is one thing to keep in mind. But if you're unsure as to what your settings are, you're, there is an option to view uh, view as uh, on Facebook. And you can go there and see what your profile will look like as somebody that's not a friend of yours. And if all of your stuff is showing, if all of your pictures are showing, go in and you can change it to friends only. Um, and I, I highly recommend doing that because you don't want to be like that Marine where Unfortunately, uh, his picture was stolen and used throughout uh, the web. Do you worry about, maybe you don't, the kind of the increased viability of deep fakes and how that could change social media and videos and all those things? Oh man, that's something I haven't thought about to be honest with you. But it's those deep fakes; those are those are crazy. Um, I can get wrapped Nuts. up into those for a long time. I, whenever they come out with a new one, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, it looks exactly like him, like the the Spider Man and Iron yep. Man one where they they did the deep fake, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Um, I mean, technology it's it's changing and uh, growing every single day, and it's just where. We have to try and keep some sense of normalcy and privacy around our lives. I mean, like it or not, uh, Google, Alexa, Facebook, they're all listening to us. Um, so just just accept it. Um, but things that you can control, like your your image and your likeness, try to set that to private um, so that it's it isn't taken. Well, Katie, I got to tell you, this was an information rich. Of Thank you for providing astounding information, really deep, um, usable information for people. I think this is a masterclass in how to use this stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, it was great joining you on your show today. It was my pleasure. And uh, I look forward to, uh, connecting with you again. Yeah. And I, uh, like I said, I, I love talking social media. So anytime you want to talk more or have more questions on clubhouse, just let me know. I'll, I'll pop back on and, and join you again. Awesome. You got it. Thanks a lot.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Want to tell your employees or clients how much you appreciate them? Stand out from the competition with the best gift ever. Minky Couture Luxury Blankets are the best gift ever for appreciation and recognition to say thank you every day of the year for a job well done. For every member of your team, share your warmth. Show them you care with Minky Couture Luxury Blankets, the best gift ever. Shop now at softminkyblankets.com.